host, Michelle Prince, founder and CEO of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. This is Michelle Prince with the Power of Authority Spotlight, and I'm excited to shine the light on a uh, entrepreneur founder who is doing some incredible things in the franchise world. But let me tell you about Rich LeBron. He is passionate about helping executives who are in transition, and he guides them through the following. By I'll, I'll give you the list of what he guides them through um, to get people from where they are to where they want to go. How to help build wealth even later in life. Who doesn't want that? how to reinvent yourself. Um, it's not over. You still have what it takes, how to write your life's next chapter, which all of you know, I love talking about chapters um, and then going from success to significance. So we share a lot of similar um, goals and alignment. And so I'm excited to have you on the show, Rich. Welcome. Well, Michelle, thanks. And I agree. You and I definitely share a lot of, uh, a lot of values here. So I'm looking forward to talking more about it. Yes, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, tell us what you do. What does your company do and, and how do you help people? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm a franchise consultant. And what I actually help people do is get into business for themselves. Specifically, we specialize in the franchise industry. And, uh, and it really fits our clients well. Our clients, although we have outliers, our clients are generally 45 to 65 executives, middle management, all of the CEOs. And so the franchise model, the business model actually fits them real well. So we get to uh, help them, many of them, to reach the dream that they've always had. So uh, that's, a, that's a fun thing to do. Absolutely. So do you help people to identify what franchise would be the best for them? Or are you more on the creating of a franchise or both? Yeah, it's actually um, well, a couple of things. We take them through a few steps. We actually help them identify should they be a business owner or not. That's really probably the most important thing. Not everybody should be a business owner. As we say, if everybody owned their own business, we'd have no employees. So, uh, <laughs> so true. <laughs> so we got to help them to identify if, if they should be a business owner or not. Second of all, we got to ask them if, if that's the case, is the franchise model right for them? And really, the, the key thing is, can you follow a system? If you're, if the person, if you're the person who likes to buck the system, you know, uh, Probably a franchise is not right for you because if you're buying something already done for you, they have a pattern for success. They want you to follow that. Although you get to add your entrepreneur spirit to it, but you really need to follow the system. So that's not you. We can help identify that. But if it is for you and you should be a business owner, then we get to talk about and the franchise model works. Then it's a matter of finding what brands fit into their goals and objectives. And we take them through a thorough process of identifying what we say is ask yourself, what do you want the business to do for you? Mm. You know, a lot of people, we always say a lot of people get into the business because they, 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 they like to bake, so they buy a bakery. But that's not necessarily the right answer because they may like to bake as a, as a hobby or a passion, but they hate being in the bakery business. So the real question is, is what do you want the business to do for you? Let's talk about all your goals and objectives. Let's dream a little bit. You know, just kind of just want to be you know, working five hours a week and in the Caribbean. That's fine. Let's figure that out for you and then find the right brands that match up. Yeah, that's funny. You mentioned the bakery. That reminds me of uh, Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, 
And that's exactly, exactly what happens. And I, I can almost relay a little bit to this. It's like you, when you start a business, you start a business around something you're passionate about, which nothing wrong with that, but there's a lot more to mm -hmm. business than um, just loving what you're doing. And, and so I learned that early on that you really have to, there's so many aspects to building a business. Um, it's not just because you love the yeah, yeah. And Michael Gerber brings it out and it's a great book. I recommend it to everybody who gets into business. They should read it. It's kind of the Bible of small businesses. And uh, but that's where they make mistakes is they kind of just jump in because they like to bake. And, uh, and then they just, they just get in trouble. Uh, so it's better to take a, a bit more, we call it a strategic approach. It's mm -hmm. money invested, it's vocational changes, it's a family investment. There's a lot of attributes that uh, people really need to take in consideration besides just passion. So when you are helping somebody to determine if they're the right person for a franchise, um, and, and they, let's say they are, do you work with just specific franchises or franchises that you recommend that they take a look at, or do you help them to shop all kinds of different franchises? How does that work? Yeah, well, the industry is pretty large. It's a, it's a very robust industry. It's about 3,500 brands and depends how you carve up the industries. You could 30, 40, 50 industries, depend how you carve them up. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty broad. Not all of them are good. Anybody can franchise anything today. You need a little bit of money and a, a couple of attorneys, you can become a franchise. Yes. Um, generally, those ones that are marginal, maybe don't have a good executive team. Uh, maybe they're just not, they're not funded well enough to, uh, to really support the franchise uh, system. Uh, so yeah, we, rep so, but we represent hundreds of brands to answer your question. Okay. And, and all sorts of industries from food to fitness, to medical, to accounting, payroll, sports and fitness, uh, you know, automotive. Okay. Uh, so we, we have a, a wide variety to choose on behalf of our clients. I just think the franchise world is so fascinating. I have some friends peripherally in that world and, and just, it's a, just a, to me, it just seems like a totally different world from the way we do things. And so it fascinates me. How did you get into this? Well, thanks for asking, because that's my story. <laughs> my, I, my story is exactly what I do with my clients. And this is why I just love, I really just love what I do. I'm, I'm, I was in the market at 60 years old. I was in commercial real estate for 30 years, had a wonderful career. And we managed, uh, you know, pension funds, uh, corporations, real estate, uh, individual partnerships. Uh, we really had a great ride for 30 years. And I had one of the company's largest clients and who had over a billion dollars of real estate in the U.S. And they decided to sell everything and move back overseas. And so at 60 years old, I'm, so here I am, you know, what, what am I going to do? And uh, so I had to go down this thing that I call five options. And the five options are really available to everybody, Michelle, every, every all your listeners, you know, we all have the same five options, not just unique to me. And so when you're in transition, that's why you call it executives in transition. They're thinking about something else. They could be have a job and they're thinking about leaving. They could have a job, just want to enhance their income, or they're out of work and they need to reinvent themselves. So five options, I really are, you, you ask yourself, are you, do you want to retire or can you? You really kind of go down that list thoroughly with your financial planner and, and uh, ask your, your family, should we retire now? Then you check that box off one way or the other. The other one is you go, so I'll get another job in corporate America. Well, unfortunately, when I was 60, <clears throat> senior executive in corporate America, there were not a lot of openings for 60-year-olds. And unfortunately, the pay scale that there was was about half of what I was earning. So although I could go that route, it really wasn't as available or as attractive. And the last three have to do with starting your own business. Either you, uh, you own a business, I should say, either you start your own 
you buy a business that's not a franchise or you buy a franchise. And those are the five options everybody has. And we encourage our clients to walk down all five. They owe it to their families. Uh, for example, starting your own business, uh, you know, all my clients would say are 55. Well, that's a little bit harder than starting your own business at 20. Not that you couldn't do it, but your runway, your runway at 20 is a lot longer in front of you to make up for maybe some bumps, in, bumps along the way. When you're 55 and your, your runway is maybe at 60, 65, then your runway is a lot shorter. So, um, so that's what we do. We help them kind of, we walk them through that process. And that's what I had to do for myself. And ironically, I asked, I ran, I went to dinner with my brother-in-law and he's an attorney. And I said, what are you doing lately? He goes, oh, by the way, I bought a franchise. I go, really? Why would you buy a franchise? And he told me his objectives. He wants something to do differently than law work. He wants something for his family, for his kids to run. He wanted to build a legacy. So <clears throat> I went home and did what most of my clients do. We call the midnight franchise search. You're on the internet, type in the word franchise, and all this stuff pops up, and you start you know, talking to people, and you start this whole activity. And I ran across a franchise consultant who was helping me. Okay, And along the journey, I go, well, time out. I really want to know what you do. Mm -hmm. And what he did is exactly what I love to do. In, in, in corporate America, I do a lot of coaching, a lot of, uh, of entrepreneurs. I love teaching, training, of uh, just helping people. I love talking business. I'm a business junkie. And so this fit really well. And then I, was, I didn't want employees. You know, I, although I had some virtual employees, I didn't want I had a large staff before. I wanted something that was portable. You know, as I mentioned on the, before the call, I live in Chicago, but now I'm in Florida. Mm -hmm. So I could work anywhere. Um, and something that would fit into my end game, which, you know, I'm 68 now. Mm -hmm. And I, I can do this until I don't want to do it anymore. So I found something that I'm passionate about that also meets all my goals and objectives. So that's my story. I actually wrote a book called What's My Next Move? Okay, because I wanted to capture the journey. And so I, so I take, so the people can actually walk through all the steps uh, and try to assess really what their next move is. And that's what I do on a day-in, day-out basis. I love it. So primarily focused on, on the consulting side of it now versus running a franchise, or is that a franchise, the coaching part of it? Well, I learned, I actually bought into a franchise okay. to learn how, how to do what I do. Yes. Because I had, I had to reinvent myself. I was, never in, I, was, I was never in sales before. I was always in management. And although I was involved in leading salespeople, I was never personally in sales. So this is a whole new chapter for me. Okay, I found consultative sales a wonderful place to be. I really can't even sell anybody anything. All I can do is be a good coach. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so that was you. I had to assess the need and how it fit for me. And that's what I did. I love it. And, you know, it's interesting. We, we, we have very similar people that we work with. Um, I, you know, I help people to tell their stories and, and build platforms primarily through books and speaking and coaching and all that. But it's the same you get to a place in life where you realize either, is this it? Is there more? I have more gifts and talents that can be utilized, or maybe there was a dead end. And now it's like, okay, I need to reinvent myself. What's important to me. And so, you know, getting their story out there is part of that. So um, I have a question. So if somebody were to come and they go through the five, I love the five options, by the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they retirement, nope, they're, they're maybe in their fifties you know, 60, something like that, not ready to retire, too much to offer. Really, the idea of going into a corporate job and making money for someone else is just not what they want to do, could do. But mm -hmm. it, like you said, it's harder the older you get. 
Um, and then they're going between how do you help someone decide, okay, I want to start my own business or buy a business like a franchise. What's I'm trying to understand what's the difference really? Is it the same work? But just you have to have uh, well, if I guess we'll, uh, let me back up a little bit. Starting your own business is a little bit different. Most people, first of all, every franchise, every business, by the way, whether it's franchise or not, somebody individual started it, right? Or a couple individuals. You know, the Bill Gates and his garage story, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I can't I can't say that I can't say that it doesn't happen. It happens every day. Okay. Right. And the franchise model included happens that way. So I really ask the question, you know, but most people are not very honest with themselves. And especially when you get later in life, they, you know, they go, they think they could bootstrap it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're not honest about the financial commitment to do it. And they're not honest about time. And time as you get older is a bigger commodity almost than money. Okay. So I really walk them through that. They said, okay, well, if you're, you know, you're, you're 55, you're 58 or whatever. I said, let's talk about time. Yeah. You were you right now, you've been in corporate America, you've built some wealth, you've got a nice lifestyle, you have a certain way of custom of living and time and travel and flexibility. Let's talk about what it takes to start a business versus a business that's already done for you. Mm -hmm. Now, buying a franchise just means you can you can overcome that first, you know, five years of learning a business where you're working all the bugs out, testing them, you know, the brand awareness. So you can, you can validate that, go through the whole process and pick the franchise that makes sense, but it can be proven. Okay. And so you're not, you know, if you buy a McDonald's, you're one of 34,000 people who bought one. So the data is there for you to understand. Yes, okay? yes. And I imagine buying a McDonald's is a bit more expensive than buying a smaller franchise. <laughs> yeah, most people today, like if you buy franchise, like, you know, uh, McDonald's, we call those empire brands, mostly corporations buy those. Mm -hmm. um, and people don't realize that, you know, who buys franchises? We have individuals to buy them. We have partner families. So we have husband and wives. Buy them. Parents buy them for their kids. Uh, corporations buy them. Partnerships buy them. Target owns a thousand pizza huts. Warren Buffett owns Dairy Queen. I mean, this is not, it's not a fat or a trend. Most people think when I said franchise, they go, oh, food, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> but it's really not. It's, it's a wealth building strategy. And this is what I try to get this level to with my clients because they're all executives. So let's talk at an executive level. Yeah. So wealth building, it's about strategy. It's like about where you are today, where you want to be five, 10, 15 years from today and how you're going to get there. There's one point if I can just make here quickly, the second option of going into corporate America or going back into corporate America, uh, when you're in that 45 to 65 year old range, even though, except for now, this pandemic is a little bit misleading, okay? They're hiring a lot of people, but generally speaking, 45, 65 are usually the last ones in. But if you just check on LinkedIn, you don't need to take my word for it. The average job is two to three years. So I tell somebody, if you're 55 and you're out of work and you get another job, okay, you'll be good for two or three years. But now you're 58, 59, you're going to have some downtime in between. And you're trying to get to 70. Yes. Okay, that's your goal is get to 70, right? You may have five or six more jobs. And by the job way, those jobs are going to diminish in scale, size, and compensation. Whereas if you would buy a business, you actually can ink uh, increase the trajectory and build wealth. So by the time you hit 70, you're in a much better place. That is so, I, I think this is such a great model. And I, I do, I know so many people that would probably um, be good leads for you because they're at that <laughs> stage of, and not sure which way to go, you know, but that is a great point about the corporate jobs, because as you know, as a business owner, I mean, there's certainly easier ways to, to make money and working for someone else mm -hmm. is easier, but it may be potentially, short-term more money um 
because like you say, when you start a business, you kind of bootstrap it and you kind of, you know, but long-term, that's not the, a, a great strategy. So what yeah. would it take for someone to invest into a franchise? And I know it does vary, but if, if somebody is like, let's say that they're potential for you, that you could help them to build a business by buying a franchise, what do they need to have in place from an investment standpoint, from a time standpoint? Yeah, yeah, great question. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of take it in a few steps here. Um, uh, one is we got to know that they have that entrepreneur spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, just an interesting tidbit. Over 100 years ago, uh, 95% of the population were entrepreneurs uh, because they were farmers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right? And then the industrial age came. Yeah, industrial age came along and people started working for other people. And now we got 95% of people are your work for people. So what I could do is I can have to get them to dust off that entrepreneur spirit. And the hardest thing, Michelle, believe me or not, is to get people to bet on themselves. I I, I tell them if they go to a job interview, they come to the job interview looking the part, right? They bring their resume, their list of accomplishments, they spend two hours convincing that person on the other side of the table to bet on them, to hire them. And then they get hired and they spend the next two, five, 10 years convincing them that person they made the right decision. Well, so now you're just, you're interviewing yourself and you're that same person that wakes up on Monday, goes to work, has that same resume, same list of accomplishments. So you need to bet on yourself. You got to dust off that entrepreneur spirit. Love that. So that's one piece. Get in in the right mindset to to look at owning a business, to look at the strategy of building wealth. Okay. And it does take money. Okay. Now franchises, believe it or not, they run from 50,000 to well over a million. They're not, they're not necessarily that far away of a reach investment-wise. Uh, people finance them. You know, general walking around uh, numbers would be figure 30% down, and you finance, can finance the rest. Okay. Uh, but you can buy, you know, many people buy like service brands are a hot industry today. You're buying them for $100,000, $150,000, maybe putting 30 to 50 down, buying themselves a, a service brand, and now they're in business. Wow. And, uh, and there's no one, one little tidbit. There's no correlation to the price you pay for a franchise to the amount of money you make. Mm-hmm. You can buy a two million dollar franchise and make a hundred thousand. You can buy, you know, three hundred thousand dollar franchise and make two hundred thousand. So, okay. uh, so there's no correlation that way. So really, people can really do some really nice things for themselves. And that's how you help to help navigate this because that seems like a lot to have to figure out what's the best one. And yeah, yeah. That's what we do. We, we were, we, it's the average time to go on this journey is about the same time it takes to buy a house. It's the same scrutiny. We say, we say two to five hours a week devoted for the next four months on average. Okay. It could take three, it could take six, but just figure, set aside that much time and commitment to go through the complete journey from beginning to end. So it's a very methodical, slow pace, well thought out. You compare it to your other investment options. You compare it to your other five options that I talked about of what you want to do with your life. So when you're done, here's what I tell my clients. Here's what I can guarantee you at the end of the four months that you'll have fully vetted businesses to be on your desk to make a decision of go or no go. I cannot guarantee you will buy, but I can guarantee you've done your MBA level due diligence to make sure you have the right answers to make the right decision for your family. Okay. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. And and so do you do, uh, I know this is the service you do, but do you also do like a consultation or upfront to see if it's a fit for them? We do. We do. Because I'm not here to waste their time, my time, or even the franchisor's time. You know, franchisors are very, they're looking for the right people. Yes. Um, and, and so, yeah, we really spend a lot of time 
on that side of the conversation up front. A lot of people just, they're very candid. They're like, um, Rich, I haven't thought this idea. It's new territory for me. I, and, I, and I look at their resume and they're, they're a senior executive running, you know, 300 people in a major corporation. And they're like uncertain here. And I go, okay, well, that's okay. Let's just put our business hat on. Let's go through the process. Trust the facts to lead you to the conclusion. Trust yourself how you make major decisions. And let's take, let's take that approach. Now, I have testimonies on my website of people who went through the journey and did not buy. Mm. And, and, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I like to make money, don't get me wrong. But I'm, at six, I'm 68 years old. I love what I do. I want people to know about this option. I really do. That's my, that's my mission is let people know about the option, go down that path. But if I help them make a decision not to buy, then that was the right decision for them too. So they didn't make a wrong decision and do something maybe that could hurt them. Right, exactly. You don't want somebody to buy a franchise and then find out they're, that's just not their personality or they're not committed to it. And then it, 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 it's a waste. Of yeah, yeah. People that scare me the most are going, hey, Rich, let's buy a franchise and I'll buy it by tomorrow. I go, no, slow this thing down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might want to think that through a little bit. But... Yeah, just a little bit. Well, this is so fascinating. Um, I could talk about this uh, so much longer. How can people get a hold of you, though? Yeah, a couple of ways. Uh, well, you can go to my website. It's rlebrun, which is my last name, L-E-B-R-U-N.com. So rlebrun.com. You can read about testimonies. You read about, read about our services. You can call me at 847-912-4310 or text me there as well. And our, our initial cons uh, consultation is 15 minutes. But, you know, there's no, there's no, oh, by the way, there's no cost for any of my service, Michelle. We are paid by the franchise companies. So, uh, yeah, we're not married to any particular brand or paid by the franchise companies. I don't care if you buy a $50,000 franchise or a million, it doesn't make a difference to me. So we're very comfortable taking our time with our clients and it's no risk to them financially. It's a commitment of time, but they spend no money on the journey to, to investigate this. I did not realize that. That's amazing. That is yeah. such, wow, what a service. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm thinking my, my wheels are spinning. I'm like, okay, Rick, right. I might have people to send you away. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Uh, well, thank you so, so much for joining today and, and just bringing more, uh, or at least for me, more insight into the franchise world. And it sounds like it's a very doable, uh, maybe, you know, re responsible, smart way to go if you're looking to build a business and, and have, a little bit more guaranteed. It's, it's really, I think it's America's best kept secret. It's available to everyone, by the way. Uh, gender, race, uh, you need some money. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's really anybody could build wealth and, uh, and take their time and become a business owner. So, uh, Michelle, I appreciate what you do. And thank you for having me on the show. This is really great to meet you. Thank you. So great to meet you. And I can see the passion coming out of you as you talk about this. So thank you. All right, well, that's it for the Power of Authority Spotlight. We will see you next time. Make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you're a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit us at go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest to apply. That's go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. 
If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, michelleprince.com or performancepublishinggroup.com or find me on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.